Yes, what's going on, everybody? Sports Talk from the Crib. Tanner Christian here. It is Friday, August 21st. So you know what that means. You ain't got no job. You got nothing to do. So why not tune in to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib? And we're going to get into some of those basketball games that we had. We had some exciting ones yesterday, especially last night. But the first thing I want to do is, so I want to show baseball some love. How about those Tampa Bay Rays? They are on fire. They won again Thursday night against the Yanks, completing the sweep. They won 10-5 behind Mike Zunino's three-run home run. So this, you know what this means? They just swept the, the Yankees and the Red Sox. In their own parks. They just beat them Fenway Park and Yankee Stadium. It's the first time that a team has swept them on the same trip in 30 years. The last team to do it was the Oakland A's back in 1990. So the Rays are on fire. They, just, they won 9 of the last 10. They now move into first place in the division. Half game up on the Yanks now, 17-9. So this is, I mean, they've beaten them six out of seven times this you know, this year so far. So they have in their number. They have their number. They have the whole American League East number right now. They almost swept the whole damn uh, division. Came up short there against the Blue Jays, but hey, this is this is good. This is good stuff here. Shout out to the Tampa Bay Rays doing their thing out there in the American League East. So next up. The NBA Draft Lottery. A lot of people completely forgot this was going on, including myself, because it was they sandwiched it in between the Bucks Magic and Blazers Lakers game. Now, usually the NBA Draft, you know, be a big old show, but it was kind of like I said, a sandwich in there for about thirty minutes. They got in and out of there. The Timberwolves and the Warriors each had a fourteen percent chance of getting the number one overall pick, and the number one overall pick went to the Minnesota Timberwolves. They have D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns. They got Culver in the draft last year. He's a very good player. So the Timberwolves really need this. It would be a great opportunity to, you know, help that team get out of the funk they're in and develop and actually make a playoff. Playoffs? We're talking about playoffs? Yes, we're talking playoffs for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Can they... Get back in the playoffs with this number one pick. They got, like I said, they got D'Lo last year in the trade with Golden State. Carl Anthony Towns, of course, still there. Like, I don't know. We'll see. But the intriguing part is the Warriors have the number one, number two overall pick. They're getting Clay back. They're getting Steph back. Draymond Green's still there. The whole nuke, they, they have Andrew Wiggins, who they got in that trade swap there with the Timberwolves. This is so weird. They did a trade swap, and they both have. The first and second overall pick of the draft. <laughs> but um, if I'm Golden State, they're a, this team who missed the playoffs, obviously, this year. This team could be very, very scary again next year. Because all they need is like a little big guy down down in the box there. They're going to occasionally step out. And Wiseman, that kid from Memphis, looks like it could be the obvious pick here. Or maybe Obi Toppin there in Dayton. He put on a heck of a show there at that uh, university. He is definitely going to be in the top three, four picks here. Maybe they go right out. 
I don't know which route Minnesota goes. They usually flunk when it comes to draft day. They usually flunk. But since they got the new regime there last year, they've overturned, they overhauled the whole entire roster almost. So maybe this could be something. And a nice change there for the Timberwolves. Rounding out the top five, you know, number three, the Hornets. Michael Jordan, would you make a good pick for your team for once? Will he do it? I don't know. He The only good player he ever drafted was Kemba Walker, and, and he's now in Boston. They're left out there in Charlotte. But anyways, Bulls at number four, five, the Cavs, six, Hawks, seven, Pistons. And at number eight, the New York laughable Knicks. They... Poor New York Knicks fans, man. I feel sorry for you guys. I really do feel sorry for you. Every year, I just feel more sorry and more sorry for you. You know why? Because I'm still mad about that Allen Houston shot over 20 years ago. I'm still mad about Allen Houston making that shot against my Miami Heat. I'll never forget it. And that's why I'm so happy that you guys drop all the way down to the number eight. And that is it. That is it. That's what you guys get. <laughs> Karma. Karma coming back to bite you, New York Knicks. But in all seriousness, I do feel sorry for the fans there. And that team, they've been a laughable joke. They've been a straight up joke for two decades. Even when Melo was there. A joke. But now they're <laughs> rounding out the rest of the lottery. Number nine, Wizards. The Suns get the 10th. And 11, the Spurs. 12, Kings. 13, Pelicans. And 14 is the Celtics. They get that from Memphis. And so since it was the 14th overall pick. Also, Adam Silver announced it looks like the 2020-2021 NBA season may get fully pushed back into 2021 because he really wants fans in the arena. Now the deadline, the start date anyways was December 1st. That's where the agreement came on when they resumed play. But he said, it looks like it's going to get pushed back and may have the season actually start in 2021. So that was some big news he shared with us last night. Now let's get into the game recaps. The first game of the day yesterday, Miami Heat versus the Indiana Pacers. Miami Heat go up 2-0 as they won 109-100. Jimmy Butler out there torturing T.J. Warren again. He finished with 18 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. Goran Dragic, 20 points, 6 assists. You know, (laughs) hey, Duncan Robinson was on fire from 3 he finished with 24 points. He shot 7 of 8 from 3-point land. The Miami Heat team set the record in general. Not only It wasn't just Duncan Robinson shooting the 3. Everybody was shooting the 3. As they finished the game with 18 made 3-pointers out of 35 attempts. That is 51.4%. They were red hot from 3 land. And as they beat the Pacers, go up 2-0. Man, I feel sorry for T.J. Warren, you know. I'm sorry, man. Your time's... Your little run, you had a great, you know, little effort there in the bubble where you were scoring like 30 points a game. But it's playoff time, and you're facing my boy, Jimmy Butler, and he's shutting you down. 
shutting you down, man. I'm sorry. You guys aren't going to win the series. My Miami Heat are going to win the championship. That's my pick. I'm sticking with it. TJ Warren, man, you got to do better than 14 points, six boards. You got to do better than that in 38 minutes. You got to do better. I mean, they had five people, you know, finishing double figures, though. Turner had 17 points, eight rebounds. Brogdon finished with 17. How they had 12. Oladipo came back, you know, after missing game one, pretty much, as he went out in the first quarter of game one. He got poked in the eye and never came back. But he did play in game two. Played 37 minutes, but he shot the ball pretty poorly. 5 of 14, 4 of 11 from 3. He was 8 of 8 from the foul line. So he, overall, he had 22 points. But this series is looking all but over for the Indiana Pacers. The Bucks Magic came out there for game two again. And you know, game one, the Greek freak and the Bucks were shocked as the Magic beat them. But that wasn't going to happen this time around. It was a straight-up domination. Now, Magic made it get look close there, back and forth there at times, but it really was kind of a blowout as the Milwaukee Bucks beat the Orlando Magic to even the series at 1-1 by a final score of 111-96. to Vucevic had another strong outing there for Magic. You know, I apologize if I'm not saying his name right. He is a very hard name for me to say for some reason. Vucevic, I hope I say, I can't say it. I admit, I cannot say his name. It drives me crazy every time I say, but he's a damn good player. He finished with 32 points, 10 rebounds. He was a lone bright spot there for Orlando Magic. Everybody else had like didn't really have that great of a game. They all shot the ball very, very poorly. 34% for the game, 21% from three. If this wasn't a great overall game for any other Magic, he was the only one that pretty much showed up. Meanwhile, the Greek Freak, he got 28 points, 20 rebounds. Now, he was the only other buck to do that was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar back in the day. So Giannis there joined some great company by finishing with 28 points, 20 rebounds, and five assists. Lopez, he came to life this game. He had 20 points. Connaughton, he was on fire there in that third. I think it was the third quarter where he was just balling out. He finished with 15 points. He had 5 of 8 from three-point land. He only shot threes. He didn't even bother to take a two-pointer, but that's all they needed from him. So he played very well for him. And the Bucks come out and get up and tie the series at 1-1. Thank goodness the pressure has got to feel off from the Greek freak. I think that game one was just so unexpected. I didn't, I did not think that could be an outcome, especially with the Magic down a couple of players or down to Isaac and Aaron Gordon's been out as well. So that especially being down those guys, still being competitive, it's saying something. Man, Milwaukee's got to wake up. I called out Middleton last game. I called him out, but get look what he did again today. Lucky they won. Guess what Middleton finished the game with today? Two points, five rebounds, six assists, one of eight overall from the field, and oh, a four from three. He is struggling. He is struggling. You know who your opponent's going to be next round, right? If you make it, I think they'll make it. I still, I can't see the Magic winning the series. 
But you know who their opponent's going to be? It's going to be the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat have the blueprint of stopping the Bucks. They have the guys to do it, and they got the shooters at any point. They don't care. They'll shoot it from the parking lot. They'll shoot it from their hotel rooms, especially if Duncan Robinson gets the ball. So be prepared, Milwaukee, for that. You got to wake up. You got to get these guys in sync for that even for you to even have a chance in that series. So that's what happened in the Eastern Conference yesterday. Now let's head out to the Western Conference. The Rockets and Thunder. Rockets and Thunder. Westbrook still out. Game two. It doesn't matter. Rockets come out with a win. 111 to 98 over the Oklahoma City Thunder. James Harden struggled all day. There's been a lot of stars struggling shooting the ball. He only had 21 points. 5 of 16 from the field, 2 of 11 from 3. He did finish a perfect 9 of 9 from the foul line, though. He had a 5 rebounds and 9 assists. And if I would have told you James Harden only made 2 threes, only made 5 shots the whole game, they still pulled out with a big win. They still won by 13. And it was really more than that. And part of the reason is because guess why? Shoot the tray. Houston This keeps shooting the tray. They set a playoff record. They did. They just shoot the ball. Who cares where it's at? As long as it's behind the three-point line, we don't care if you shoot it or not. They shot 56 times. 56 times. They shot more threes than twos. Again. 19 of 56 overall, 33.9% from three-point land. So that is what happened again. Hey, they did it without Russell Westbrook. They did it without James Harden really doing anything. They had seven guys in double figures. Why? Because they love to shoot the tray. Shoot the tray, D'Antoni. Shoot the tray. I don't want... If it's not a three-pointer, I don't care. I don't want it. It's not in the playbook. It's not in the practice. It's not in warm-ups. We don't do three-pointers. Unless it's a dunk or a layup, I don't want two-point field goals being shot. I don't want you guys posting up. I don't want you guys doing fadeaway jumpers. I Unless it's from three. Only from three-point land can we get this right. In a D'Antoni offense. <laughs> hey, put me out there. I, I Put me out there too, coach. Put me out there too. I'll start shooting some threes. Why the heck not? Why not? Oh, man. I tell you what. If they go on, they'll be facing the Blazers or the Lakers. And <laughs> shoot the shooting the tray, man. Oh, my goodness. 56 Three pointers. You gotta be kidding me. Anyways, let's get this. Still some stat. PJ Tucker finished with 14. Covington finished with 10. Eric Gordon, 15 points. Jeff Green again had a nice game, 15.7 rebounds. And Rivers, Doc Rivers' son, got 11 points. And guess where he got some? Guess where he made, he made three threes as well. <laughs> Hey, Eric Gordon shot 0 of 10. Eric Gordon was 0 of 10 from three land. Oh, man, you ruined it for him there. Eric 
You ruined it for you, Houston. You ruined that percentage. 19 of 56. You got to be. Oh, my goodness. Poor. Oh. I mean, they, some of them got to go in. I guess that's the point. I mean, if you want to keep shooting, you keep give. You got to limit their possessions. That's the problem. Thunder, they got it to limit the possessions of the Rockets to even have a chance. But anyway, CP3 finished the game 14 points, 6 rebounds. You know, Adams had 8 points, 11 rebounds. Gallinari, 17 points. Gilgis Alexander, 31 points, 6 rebounds. He played very well for him. He was 9-17 overall there for the Thunder. And wow. Wow, I'm just, I, I just can't get over this. 56 points from 3. My goodness. Let's wait till Russell Westbrook gets back. That number will probably go. I, I bet they're going to hit six. That should be the next over or under. We're doing some over and under. Over or under 63's next game for the Houston Rockets. Can we go over or under? We want to get some betting going on about this. I, I bet you that's there in Vegas. I bet you that's there anybody. Over or under Houston Rockets. What do you have them going? Are you going over 60 or under 60? That's going to be my question of the day. Who do you have the next game? Game three, Thunder vs. Rockets, over or under 63s? How many do you think they're going to shoot? I want to know how many th- How many of you guys think the Houston Rockets are going to shoot <laughs> come next game. Over or under 60? Now, that is crazy to have that type of number up there. 60. All right, hey, they got the record this time. They got the record this time here at 56. Can they hit 60? Oh, I bet. I think they could do it. Are you gambling man or not? Because I'm going over. <laughs> I'm going over 60. I am going to go over 63 pointers for the Houston Rockets in game three. Lakers, Blazers is next. And boy, do those Lakers show up against the Blazers. It was a rout as they beat the Blazers 111 to 88. Anthony Davis, I called him out, and he showed up with 31 points, 11 rebounds in only 29 minutes. Told you A. Davis had to be dominant. But you look at LeBron James 10 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists. He didn't have a great game. He was only 4 of 11 shooting overall, and 0 for 3 from 3 point land. But McGee added 10 points. You know, Caldwell Pope came alive after that horrific showing of 0 of 9 in game 1. He had 16 points, made four threes, so he came alive. And also, J.R. Smith came off the bench and had 11 points and 4 of 12. Remember, I called it out. I was like, if these guys can't shoot, Deion Waiters, Caruso, you know, J.R. Smith, Caldwell Pope. I called for J.R. Smith and Caldwell, or excuse me, I called J.R. Smith and Deion Wares to get some playing time. It didn't really matter last night because the Blazers were straight up non-existent. They did not come to play. They looked dead. Also, Dame Willard dislocated his finger there. And that could be an issue going forward. So he finished the game with fifth, or excuse me, eighteen points, three rebounds. McCom thirteen points. Mello 
only two points in 27 minutes. Like it, these guys, they only had three guys in double figures. They were pretty much played them all in garbage time. Rest of the guys, you know, that whole fourth quarter, they were getting blown out at one point. It looks so bad. They're going to beat them by like 40 points. But I guess every single person had a bad game. Oh my goodness. Usually when Dame has a bad game, CJ is going good. Or CJ has a bad game, Mel's doing his thing. They look tired, gassed, and just didn't want to play last night. It was bad. It's a horrific showing, but it was a great showing by the Lakers. Even the series won one. So let's not all get carried away by this game either, like we all do, including myself. I believe game three is going to be way more competitive from both teams. And I don't think LeBron James is going to finish the game with 10 points in that game either. And we'll see what how that Dames, you know, dislocated finger, how that affects his shooting or not. But wow, what a blowout. It was not a fun game to watch. Let me tell you that. I turned it off a couple of times and flipped back. And then I saw the Dame injury. And very, very shocking that every single person, though, had a bad game. Jesse from three. They shot the Blazers shot eight of twenty-nine from three. Only twenty-seven percent. And it was just a bad night all around. They could do nothing right. But Anthony Davis answered. Answer the bell, man. He came out there playing. I told you he 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 can add forty points and twenty rebounds in his sleep in this game. In this series. He can average that in this series in his sleep because there's nobody that can stop him if he gets right and he just focuses, have confidence in himself that, hey, I'm the dominant guy in this series. I'm going to go all out. Because the Blazers cannot stop him. They can't play defense like that the whole game. And they have length. The Lakers got the trees. McGee, Howard, and A. Davis, the combination of those three guys rotating in and out is a problem for the Blazers, and it finally was a problem last night. So there's your NBA recap. Now, I want to end this show on this. Des Bryant had a tryout. Had a tryout with the Baltimore Ravens, so apparently he's still trying to make a comeback. He's 31 years old now. He had a tryout with the Baltimore Ravens. He hasn't played since 2017. I mean, he was a great receiver. He was a three-time pro bowler, pro bowler there for the Dallas Cowboys. Has 531 career receptions. But does he have anything left in the tank? You know, the reason why the Cowboys got rid of him because he's lost his speed. He doesn't have the same speed like he once did. So he had a, he left without a contract. Remember the, and also the Baltimore Ravens tried to sign him a couple years ago during the offseason, and he rejected it. It was a multi-year, a two-year deal, I believe, and he wanted a one-year deal to prove himself because he wants the money. And he never got that shot by any NFL team until the uh, Saints signed him in November of 2018. And when they were making that run, they're making that Super Bowl run, they wanted to add another wide receiver. You have another veteran presence. 
and the first practice he tore his ACL. So he never got that shot, never got that chance in the, you know, compete for the Super Bowl. And that was it. That was pretty much the end of his career. That was the last opportunity he opportunity he had in the NFL. And you know, wish him all the best. You know, I just can't see him playing in the NFL again because his ego was so big. He still views him viewed himself as the number one wide receiver on a team or number two. And the truth is he needed, he really needs to reinvent himself. Yeah. He can still go up and get the ball, but he can't get separation like he did in the past. So Des Bryant gets on an NFL roster. The Ravens are young at wide receiver. They got Hollywood Brown. And, you know, he was a big-time speed guy there for, uh, you know, Jackson. And Miles Boykin, he's a second-year player. He's big and physical like a Des Bryant. So you like those two young kids that they got there in Baltimore. They need a, a wide receiver with some experience, some veteran presence. Kind of like they're, I think they're looking at Des Bryant like they looked at Steve Smith, but Steve Smith still had a whole bunch left in the tank when he came to Baltimore. Des Bryant, we don't really know if he has anything left. I don't think he does. I don't think he's going to be a roster. I can't see him with, even with this big long layoff. The layoff has been too much. It's been three years practically since he's been in an NFL game. I can't really see it, but if it happens, it happens. Hey, good for him. A lot of people are rooting for him to come back. He's only 31. We act like 31 is uh, old for the NFL. Like, <laughs> 31 is not old in the NFL anymore. So I, if somebody gets injured, I think they just got to try out to see how he looks like. Hey, they could bring him in in case, you know, fill a roster spot. If somebody goes down, one of their big, you know, the young guys go down with an injury, they can bring him in. I, can, I see that as a possibility. But other than that, I can't see Des Bryant making a great comeback in the NFL. It would be a great story, but I just can't see it actually happening. And that's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me on this fabulous Friday. Hope you all have a blessed weekend. Remember to check out all the updates on FeelyHeatEntertainment.com. View the podcast there. All your news, your articles, and everything is right there for you. Also, check out the official Instagram at Feel the Heat Entertainment. This is Sports Talk from the Crib, guys. Remember, it is available on all platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, anything you want, whatever you prefer. It is available on all streaming platforms. Okay, guys. Have a blessed weekend. Have a great weekend. I'm out. See y'all Monday.